You are listening to the Manifesting God podcast with your host, Marie Elizabeth. This podcast will uplift and thrust you into the manifestation of the promises of God in your life. Good evening, good evening, good evening. Thank you so much for joining the Manifesting God podcast. I am your host again, Prophetess Marie Elizabeth. So good to see you all. Hasn't God kept you? Isn't God worthy? I Listen, I know it's Monday and it's the start of the week and some of us started out maybe a little slow this morning, but guess what? If you woke up this morning, I guarantee you there was new strength waiting on you. If you woke up this morning, there was a new healing waiting on you. If you woke up this morning, there was grace, there was mercy. It greeted you. It greeted you fresh this morning. And I'm so glad to have you on board with me this evening. Now listen, stay focused because I got something to tell you and I don't want you to lose track of what I'm saying. So stay with me because you know I am going somewhere. Listen, I believe that the Spirit of God is saying to us today that he would like the opportunity, if you will, to escort you from behind the brick walls, the the brick and mortar, the clay of the physical church. He wants to pull you out from a from that as a means of, hear me out, as a means of defense defining your Christianity. God no longer desires the substitute saints. He no longer desires a service in place of our service, where we give him two to four hours of time and one Sunday, rather than give him our life time. See, the physical attendance of church has tends to come much like the matrix, a means of keeping people entrapped in religious practices as a means of justifying their Christianity. There are some, however, there are some, the children of Abraham, let's say, who realize that this substitute life loop, the repetitive practices, Sunday after Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, sometimes Thursday, sometimes Friday, they're beginning to notice that it's a system that they are trapped into. And they're beginning to recognize that some, not all, leaders are using this system and they are being used as agents of the enemy, which ensure that they stay sedated and committed to the customs and the practices of that normal imprisonment as they subjugate their choice, their reason, and their spiritual freedom. They're beginning to realize that their Christian life, their actual Christian life is outside of 
It's on the outside of this matrix that we refer to as the church today. And we want to be freed into the realities of the Lord Jesus Christ, which are in this case where the folks that I'm talking to are clear of, and I'm talking to the remnant. I'm talking to the remnant. We want to be free to be the chosen ones of Christ. We want to be free to be that that group of believers in Christ. See, you hear me mention that word remnant quite often when I speak. And see, Isaiah, he talks about this remnant. It is defined as a small surviving group, a small surviving group of people. And it's sometimes referred to as something that's left over even after a catastrophe or a bad experience. See, Romans 11, it defines it like this. It says, so to then at the present time, there has come to be a remnant, a small believing minority according to God's gracious choice. And this means verse six, but if it is by grace, because the remnant is the remnant by grace, by God's unmerited favor. Come on. I know I started off running. Come on, stay with me. If we're the remnant, it's by God's grace. It is not based on our works or, or it wouldn't be grace at all. Verse six tells us. So the remnant is essential, not the remnant because they say so. They're essentially the remnant because God says so. They're chosen from birth. So let's be clear on what I am saying to you. I am saying to you that it is it is necessary for you to understand what? Who you are. Let's be clear on who we are. And, and if we're not clear on who we are, then that means we're not clear on why we are. And if we're not clear on why we are, we've just created a gap in our faith that the enemy can use to subvert. He can use this to overturn, to overthrow, to pervert, to corrupt our understanding. He can corrupt our morals. He can corrupt our allegiance and he can corrupt our faith. Yes, the enemy can completely subvert our foundation. That one, the one that we didn't even realize that we were standing on because we did not know who we were or why we were. I'm calling out the remnant. And if you're looking around trying to figure out who I'm talking to, then you may be one that does not understand who they are or why they are, why they are. And you also might not fully understand that you are what you are because of the grace of God. Go to Mark 3. Come on now. Remember, I told you, don't get distracted or you're going to miss what I'm telling you. And why am I going at this pace? Not because I always do either. I'm going at this pace because the remnant has to be ready to hit the ground running. 
you must be ready to hit the ground running hit it running mark 3 and 13 and this is us you know just simply understanding you know why we are in verse 13 it says and finding our why and it says he went up to the hillside we're talking about Christ here and called those whom he himself wanted and chose and they came to him we're talking about the Lord Jesus again here, verse 14. And he appointed the 12 disciples so that they would what? Be with him, and I'm in the amplified version, for instruction. And two, so that he could send them out to preach. And this is this is referring to, you know, the gospel of the apostles, his special messengers, personally chosen representative so let's let's pause there and let's be clear so that everybody don't feel like they got a rare back to to bring a word of god what this is saying here when it says preach it's just it's it's merely an expression it is an expression theologians liking it as to deliver a message of the lord jesus christ they liken it to urge acceptance um of that message thereby rejecting and abandoning any opposing arguments it means presenting christ in such a way that he cannot be resisted and once you learn of him that you would put anything else that is contradictory to what you've learned of christ you will immediately reject it because you have such a message of persuasion of who god is sidebar here this is why Ladies and gentlemen, this is why there is no gospel message if we're not talking about the Lord Jesus Christ, his birth, his life, or his resurrection. That is the gospel message. Be we're, be leery of listening to those selves, those folks that call themselves God messenger, God's messenger, but they never mention the Lord Jesus Christ, his birth, his life, or his resurrection the goal remember is not for the minister to draw men unto themselves but he is to draw them to she is to draw them to jesus christ so leaders we can't ever forget the unfailing love the commitment the servanthood of the parishioners in and to ministry it is because that's where god placed them to effectively contribute to the vision that would mean for them to be effective their unfailing love their commitment and their servanthood must be founded in god it must be founded in god and not us it must be founded in God, leader, and not you. Yes, 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 that yes, that servanthood is directed toward the vision that God gave you, but it's not directed towards you. So you can't take it as ownership. It's God's, and he placed it strategically in the body to manifest the vision that he gave to you your job leader is to give that instruction to preach and to teach so that the follower can receive that instruction and then they too can now be sent to preach and teach replicate 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 it's 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 
it's a thing where once a person is sent, once a person is sent, sidebar to the sidebar, stop going when you have not been sent. We run out the door before we can get the full understanding and our messages are half-baked. And then God has to rescue rescue his remnant, rescue his called ones from your grip because you've built a lifestyle on on what they do for you rather rather than rather than uh, uh, accept them as a gift from God to manifest the vision that he's given you. And I'm talking to the, to the believers of God. Now I'm talking to the remnant. Watch out for that. Look for that. Look out for that. Don't be so easily deceived that your foundation can just be ripped out from under you and you never even realize what you so easily gave away all because you did not know who you were and you did not know why you were. See, when Jesus called his disciples, he also called them and he gave them authority and power to cast out demons. So if you're properly sent, if you're properly taught, if you're properly sent, you have the authority and the power to cast out demons. So that means that you have the authority and the power to cast down, put under your feet anything that is contradictory to the word of God. That would mean that you cannot be deceived because you have been taught properly. And so you understand the your your uh the word that you you are giving to others, you understand your preach, and then you understand that you have the authority and the power to cast out any demonic forces. I'm talking to the remnant. So you are not captivated. You are not led aside, led astray by every wind of doctrine. You are not following everybody on social media. You are not listening to everyone on social media because I don't know about you. I have a true man of God but and a true woman of God. But if you have that, if you have that, or if you don't know if you have that, if you're new to the place that you're attending services at, listen for the message. The message is Jesus died, Jesus lived, Jesus was born, Jesus died, Jesus lived, Jesus died, Jesus was resurrected, Jesus is sitting at the right hand of the Father, and he's interceding for you right now. Every message should point you back to Jesus, the Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord Jesus Christ. If it's not, if that is not the message, run for your life. Run, that is your cue. That is your cue, Remnant. Run for your life. And you could have not known God past five minutes, but what I just told you is enough to save your life. I gave you your why. Christ called his disciples because he wanted to be able to give somebody instruction. And he wanted to be able to send someone to preach what? Him. And then when they preached him, he wanted them to be able to do it with authority and power. And then he wanted them to be able to send others just like he sent them. If that is not happening, ladies and gentlemen, then you're in the wrong place. Run for your life. 
if you're looking at people on social media and you're not hearing the message of the Lord Jesus Christ, run for your life. Now, that's one type. But then there's another type that we won't wait on the instruction. The instruction just doesn't seem to be coming quick enough for us. So we were never sent. We just go. And because we go, our message, our preach, our teach is incomplete. And because it's incomplete, we are being overtaken by that which we're supposed to have authority and power over. Because you went too fast. No shame to your game. Turn around, go back. I promise you, you'll come through this thing so much more of what God can use if you humble yourself and turn around and go back. You went too fast. They said something you didn't like. You heard what God said. I'm telling you, I'm a prophetess to my bone. And I know my leader would say, go such and such. Before he could get to the period at the end of the sentence, I had done caught around the corner. And had to come back because I didn't fully hear what he had to say. Sometimes you're like that. It is zeal. But don't let your zeal get you, don't let your zeal get you killed. Because you run out before you actually have the full paragraph and the understanding thereof. And because you don't have the understanding thereof, you have no authority, you have no power. And we're seeing you on social media getting taken over your whole life. Coming to shreds when you can simply. I promise you, it's going to hurt. It's going to be painful. But humble yourself, turn around, go back. Go back so that you can get the whole paragraph. See, because if you don't sit long enough to get the whole paragraph and to get the understanding and to receive the authority and the power so that you can be sent, that tells us that you have no discipline. You are uh, you're not a disciplined one, disciple. You're not a disciplined one because you were unable to sit through the entire teaching and sit through that so that you can get the entire understanding, sit so that you can get full authority, not partial authority, not minimal authority, but full authority and power and be able to replicate what God has given you in others. You didn't, you lack the discipline. So go back, sit down and get the discipline because what we want today is we want the remnant to actually be remnant ready. We want the remnant to be remnant ready because it's no small feat to be what's left over after, after chaos or after a battle or after a trauma or after it's not it's no small thing to be the one that someone looks to after they've been through something that they cannot explain or that they do not understand it's no small thing to be that person but to be that person you must sit through the instruction you must sit through the the preaching and the teaching you must receive authority and power to be able to replicate otherwise not only will you not be able to to replicate but you will be destroyed demonic forces will overcome you because you did not wait you did not wait so that you can get fully ready for the assignment that God had assigned to your hand. 
verse 16 and that first chapter in that chapter that we were in it says he appointed the 12 and then it says simon and simon's name means to listen or hearing and then Peter, he appointed Peter, and Peter's name meant rock or stone. Now, underline that. Highlight that in your device, your paper Bible, your online Bible. Highlight that because it matters. It matters. Not the name that others assign to you, but it matters what God calls you. It matters the name that he assigned you. Remember, it was Peter who declared Jesus was the Messiah the son of the living God in Matthew 16 and 16. Jesus replied to him then, and he said, Simon, son of Jonah, you know, he said, you're blessed because you didn't just, you got a revelation. You didn't just figure that out in your in your incomplete understanding. You sat through my instruction, you sat through my teaching, through my preaching, and you gained a power and an authority that gave you insight revelatory insight into who I am. How many of you know you must sit and wait if you're going to have spiritual insight? If you're going to have spiritual revelation, you must sit and wait. This is not a fly by, read my read my Bible every day, read my read a chapter every day kind of understanding. This is a sit there literally click on every word that you can click on that's read in your online Bible just to reread it and what the words really mean and get a real understanding. Looking up word after word, definition after definition, reading uh, um, different biblical concordance over and over again, reading a scripture over and over again, staring at it for months before you can actually have an understanding. And it's a whole nother thing to be able to articulate that understanding so that others can get the understanding. That's a whole nother sit six months, stare at the scripture, read it over and over, look it up over and over, sit there, look at it, pray over it, just sit there, stare at it. That's a whole nother six months to get that understanding. And Peter got that understanding because he sat under the instruction. Yes, he had a hard time to go, but guess what? He always came back. He always humbled himself and came back when he made his mistakes. He always did. See, we got to understand something. When God gives us our name, when he assigns our name, he is actually positioning us. He's moving us from one place to another. When he assigns us a name, he is moving us from one place to another. Our understanding, I say it like this. Sometimes under wisdom, maturity must catch up with wisdom. And that's a phrase that I use to help me to remember that when God positions you, he is literally changing your identity. When he renamed, when he names you, he is literally changing your human identity. Whatever your name, your parents gave you, he is giving you a new identity, a spiritual identity. Now your job is to grow into that identity. Your job is to mature into that level of wisdom. 
If that's your job now. And then it says in verse 17 that he named James, which actually means um, supplanter or substitute. It's a, it's actually a, the root word of Jacob. It comes from the name Jacob. But he changed Jacob's name to Israel, meaning having power with God. And then he also named his brother. He, na- he gave him, he gave them the name, them the name, sons of thunder. I think it's pronounced... Mm, I'm not going to try that one, but he get their name means sons of thunder. I need my husband sitting in the chair so he can say, sound it out for me real quick. Cause I forgot how to pronounce that Bo, Bona, Bona Jera, something, honey, write it on the thing for me. So if he calls them sons of thunder and thunder, when he said that you have to understand when he gave them that name, that meant something to the Jews. That meant something to them because to them, that was a design, a sign of divine power. That meant divine power. It meant heavenly twins. So it meant something to them that he referred to them as such. See, a name change is one thing. But when you look at that translation of that name change, that can really tell you what God is has birthed you to be. It can tell you what God what God actually calls you, calls you. And it 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 uh moves your understanding from one place to another place. I'm gonna talk about that later. I don't want to say that yet. It moves your understanding, it transitions you from one understanding to another understanding all spiritual all spiritual it takes you out of humanity it takes you out of humanity and it positions you right at the throne of god where he himself can just move you <coughs> move you from 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 one one, I'll say dispensation right now, one class of understanding to another dispensation, understanding, understanding. So it's something to be, something that you want to make sure you're clear about so that you don't answer to anything. You don't want to answer to anything. You want to be clear on who you are and why you are. And when you understand what God calls you. I promise you, ask them. Ask them in your prayer time. God, what do you call me? And he'll tell you who he calls you. And guess what? He'll even add a bonus. He'll tell you why I called you that. This is why I call you that. This is who I believe you to be. This is who I'm birthing you to be. This is who I I formed you to be in the womb. This is who I formed you to be. Go over to Luke 19. I just want to I just want to finish up here with um we talked about the the name and why but I want to talk a little bit about the work the work and the why because there's a work that's attached to your why and it manifests over a period of time as you come to understand it as you mature into that level of wisdom as you mature into that level of wisdom you come to understand who you are, why you are, and your work. You get the specifics. You get the specifics. Let me show you what I'm talking about. Luke 19. Let me give you an example. Luke 19, verse 1. Jesus entered Jericho, verse 2, and there was a man called Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector. He was a superintendent to whom others 
reported to, and he was rich. I'm reading in the Amplified Version. Zacchaeus, verse 3, was trying to see who Jesus was, but he could not see him because of the crowd, and he was short in stature. Verse 4 says, so he ran ahead of the crowd, and he climbed up a sycamore tree so that he could see Jesus because he saw that Jesus was coming in that direction. Verse five says, when Jesus reached that place, he looked up and he says, Zacchaeus, hurry down and hurry and come down for today, I must stay at your house. Verse six, so Zacchaeus hurried and came down and he welcomed Jesus with joy. Verse seven, when the people saw it, they began muttering and discontent. He has gone to be the guest of a man who's a notorious sinner. Zacchaeus stopped, verse 8, and said to the Lord, See, Lord, I am now giving half of my possessions to the poor, and if I have cheated anyone out of anything, I will give back four times as much. Verse 9, Jesus said to him, Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this household because he too is a spiritual son of Abraham. Remember I mentioned that earlier, the, the, the remnant that are looking to come outside of the matrix, looking to, to, to be aligned with what Christ has, what the Lord Jesus Christ has for them. And he says him, he is a spiritual son of Abraham. And uh, it, verse 10, it says, for the son of man has come to seek and to save that which was lost, to bring them salvation. So if you want to understand, in summary, your work, your work is to seek and to save them that are lost. How do you do it? You bring salvation to them. Bring salvation to their house. Bring salvation to their house, to the person, to the temple. Bring salvation to them. You are getting instructed. You are being preached and taught the word of God with so that you can receive power and authority to bring salvation to another's household. That is your job. You are seeking to save those that are lost. The minute you walk into the room, salvation has come into the room. The minute you walk into the hospital, salvation has come into the hospital. Guess what? The minute you walk into your workplace, salvation has come into your workplace. The minute you walk into your family gatherings, salvation has now come to your family. The minute you walk around your friends, salvation has now come to your friends. You bring salvation with you when you have been properly instructed, when you have been properly taught, and when you waited for authority and power and and you wait to be sent. Now salvation is present wherever you are. Wherever you are. We're talking about being remnant ready. Being remnant ready. Remnant ready knows and understands that when I walk into the room, salvation 
is in the room because I walked in. When I opened my mouth, the words that God gives me to speak, they're working. They're going through the crowd and they're seeking. They're seeking so that they can save those that are lost. The words of God, they never return back void. They seek to save those that are lost. That's why we preach and teach his life, his birth, his life, his death, his resurrection, him sitting now at the right hand of the father. That's why we preach and teach that because it's salvation, that the words themselves are literally going through the airways right now as I speak, looking for those that are listening. He's looking for those, is seeking those that are are not saved, is seeking the lost, is seeking the lost, is looking for them because it has salvation. The words have salvation in them. The words have deliverance in them. The words have healing in them. The words even have grace and mercy in them. The words even have forgiveness in them. That's why we speak the words of the Lord God, because they never return back, boy, and they will always accomplish what they set out to do. I know that the words that God gives me to speak are accomplishing what they set out out to do because of the letters I received when folks that were that were uh, lost the word sought them out and it saved them why did it save them salvation became open and accessible to them so the our job our job remnant and being remnant ready is to understand who we are and we under we must understand that we first of all are the remnant. Why who we are? Why we are? We are because we are because we took the time to be chose. God chose us first of all, and then we decided that we would be instructed. We are, we patiently were instructed. Come on, we we ups downs good bad. We were instructed. Come on, instructed, instructed. I say that because not many people want to wait on the instruction. That takes time. It takes time for wisdom, for maturity to catch up with that kind of wisdom that's being dispensed. It takes time. So you must allow yourself that time to be instructed so that you can have authority and power and be trusted with that authority and power that you can now be sent to replicate, to that now be sent to seek and to save that which is lost, to bring salvation to another. We're talking about being remnant ready. That's your job. After chaos, after after uh, uh, trauma, after trauma, you speak in God's word because his word is going through the crowd, going through the hearts and the minds of the persons that are hearing your words and is looking, seeking, and it's looking to, it's seeking. The words are seeking and they're looking to save that what is lost that's under the sound of your voice. They're looking to, it's looking to bring salvation to that house, to that temple. We are the temple of God, to that temple. That sub- salvation has come to that temple. When you stepped in the room, salvation came to that temple. Come on. I hope you kept up with me. If not, go back in here to replay because guess what? I'm done for tonight. That's all God gave me to say. Now we're going to go ahead and and we're going to go ahead and pray. And I want you to give some thought 
to what I shared with you and double check and let us know. Let let us let us know. Are you remnant ready? Are you we talked about being a remnant ready? Have you sat through instruction? Or are you fighting your leader? Come on, leaders, are you instructing in God in the ways of God? Or are you trying to gather the people to yourself? Are we preaching and teaching the Lord Jesus Christ? People, are you hearing the Lord Jesus Christ when you're being ministered to? When you're being taught, is that what you're hearing? Because that's the only way you're going to have power and authority. That's the only way the words that you speak will seek and save the lost. That's the only way you can bring salvation to another's house. That's the only way. Let's pray. God, I thank you. I thank you for your word. I thank you that you're preparing the remnant to be remnant ready. Not many days hence, God, that you will part the sky and you need to gather those that are yours. I thank you, God, for preparing the hearts and the minds of your people to rescue, to literally go on a rescue mission and seek and save those that are lost and bring them salvation, the same salvation that was bought to them. Lord, do your mighty acts. Do your perfect work in us. Cleanse us us of filthiness of the flesh and of the spirit and perfect holiness in us. Perfect holiness in us so that we can replicate that perfected holiness in another. I thank you, God, for your grace that has bought us and kept us thus far. I thank you for your mercy and your healing powers that keep us every day. I bless your holy name and I give you all glory and I give you all honor because you're a merciful God. You're a kind God and you go out of your way, God, to distribute your love to us even when we don't deserve it, even when we push you aside, even when we don't make time for you, even when we give you the least, you still wait on us. And I thank you, Lord God. I thank you for calling the remnant to be remnant ready. Amen. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you joining on tonight. Join us this Monday and every Monday we will be here. And please understand that if you're under the sound of my voice, I am praying for you. I am praying for you and everything that concerns you, that it would align with the will and the purposes of God for your life, for its life, for their life. And I thank you again for joining me. Please have a blessed evening and I'll see you on next Monday.